to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06 on this Wednesday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Again, it's 12.06 on this Wednesday. Folks, you just heard that weather forecast. We're going to uh, certainly keep an eye on it, but another reason why... Hey, why not make sure that your oil tank is filled and call my friends at Henry Oil right now, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. Remember, you can depend on Henry Oil. Since 1947, call them and make sure that Henry Oil is, in fact, your oil provider. Call Henry Order Oil today. Day at 401-521-0200. Remember, always online at henryoil.com. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. And remember, with Henry Oil, you have automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You, you can depend on Henry Oil. Folks, call them today at 401-521-0200. Listen, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, if you, for your home or business... Storm coming this weekend, 401... Five two one zero two hundred for Henry Oil, folks. Always the website, com. We have uh, some unique stories, whether it be violence in schools. We have another one that's going to be going up uh, rather shortly or after this when we a lot of stuff in uh, dark video as well, folks. It's a happening. Log on at the website dpetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Remember, discover the brood difference. I love Brood Awakenings. You will as well. Whether breakfast, lunch, drinks, a snack in the afternoon, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, big comfortable chairs at the Johnson location in Warwick, Pontiac at Cranston, two locations Johnson. One is the drive through at Cherry Hill and then also the Warwick location. Discover the brood difference. There's a link right at the website, dipetro.com. Now, in, um, in just a moment... You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI.
You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. And all you do is, if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see, click on Listen Live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up the, either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now, on the website, by the way, on the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for my Facebook page. There is the link for the Twitter feed. Blue check mark, by the way. There is the link for Instagram. And there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else. And it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, if you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have Meet John DePetro, that's me, hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have radio show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did, you click on radio show. Everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop. There's merchandise you can shop. And then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support the show, advertise on the show, reach like-minded people, just click on that. Boom, someone will be back to you within 24 hours. And then if you want to get in touch with me, you can always click on contact. I want, we also have, by the way, folks, you can um, listen. We have so many listeners in Massachusetts. Obviously a lot in Rhode Island. But many in Massachusetts, some of you in Mass may remember, I was on the air in Boston for several years, a little while ago. And then also uh, in Connecticut, we have a number of listeners. So people ask, maybe you're a new listener, and we have a lot of new listeners. What makes this show different? That's a good question. Well, number one, it's consistent. Always here. Don't take a lot of time off. Some hosts, they seem to be off more than they're on. Not one. I am always here, as they call it. The nickname listeners have given me is the chosen one. But on top of that, I think the biggest thing you should know is we like to use a little humor. Humor is always good. And also, I like to go to things. So maybe you're just a new listener and you're trying to see. It's all a matter of how you get your news and the person presenting you the news. Are they giving it first person or are they just relying on another source? Now, as many of you know, and when I mention other talk hosts, I'm not talking about talk hosts on this particular station. I'm talking about some of the other hosts. We're basically, you know, you watch a story on Channel 10 and they watch a story on Channel 10. And they're not telling you anything that you didn't see. Where this program is different for many of the listeners and a lot of the newer listeners, people that listen for a while recognize, you know, I attend the governor's COVID briefing every week. Why? Because it's a chance to interact. You find out other things you don't know by being there. When there's a big court case, I am in the courtroom and talking with either the defendant or the prosecutors or the defense attorney. And then also sometimes, you know, other members of the media. Why? Because, you know, it's a completely different world when you're actually inside the courtroom as opposed to you're just getting the same news as everyone outside. And on top of that, as many of you know, I like to go when there's breaking news. I like when to go when there's events. I have obviously covered many of the protests that have happened. And so, folks, and I all do that because, you know, I am, um, I'm obviously That's a not fan the case of, of this whole thing. And the, the fact of the matter is Tom McCarthy, who also left, as a matter of fact, he, he seemingly, and again, folks, I want to um, say good afternoon at 12. 15. Tom McCarthy is, is not, he's not getting anything. So Dr. Scott, and I'll get Blake Flippy on now, but this whole business that somehow, this has nothing to do with it. If Dr. Scott was unhappy with her pay while she was director of health, her boss was Governor Raimondo. So, you know, if, if she was unhappy, listen, the job, that was the job. The job pays what the job pays. So for the governor to try to say that this is, well, you know, she worked really hard and she deserves... If, if at some point during the pandemic, they decided that she was underpaid, that was the time that her boss, female, Governor Raimondo, could have adjusted that. 
But she did not do that. So let me get on right now. We're going to speak with um, House Minority Leader. Is that House Minority Leader Blake Filippi? Yeah, John. Can All hear right. Your voice? Hey, hi there, uh, Minority Leader Flippy. Uh, Minority Leader Flippy, I want to start off with uh, first of all your comments last night on NBC10 about this uh, Governor McKee arrangement with Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, and I think this is a good time to point out that um, you know there's a lot of danger here as far as precedent. This isn't a matter of what other state employees get. If if we are to take the governor. Leader Filippi, at his word, the way that this played out, he claims that she came to him, she had other things in the works, she wanted to resign. Here's a few things maybe you can clear up. I don't understand. She gave two-week notice, taking February off and then this arrangement of 46000 a month for March, April, and May. Leader Filippi, what I don't understand is the moment she was resigning— that's the end of the discussion. I don't understand what Governor McKee says. Well, then her lawyers started negotiating with our lawyers. The moment, if if that is, again, as he says it is, then that, that you're an attorney, then I don't understand where there was then going to be a negotiation. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the only way this agreement makes sense is if McKee tried to force her out and was buying out the remain, you know, buying out a portion of her contract. That's the only way this makes sense. It, yes. It, this only way. Right. Because otherwise now, and as you said last night on NBC 10, if that's the case, why doesn't he just say it? But this whole business that he is stuck on this talking point that she was going to leave, she had other things in the works, that he asked her to stay, she refused, gave two week notice. Um, this sounds like I'm not going to resign. You tell me, if you want me to leave, then you're going to have to buy me out. Correct. One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. I mean, we have a contractual agreement with her where she stays on. I think it's for two more years. You know, really, if, if we don't want her to leave, we can enforce those contractual rights, being that she'd have to give up money for someone we'd have to hire in her in her stead. Yes. You know, it, the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's clear, I think, from the contract contract what happened and that she was forced out. And if that's the case, you know, own up to it. Right. I don't think the governor. You know, I don't think the governor wants to say that he forced her out because she's, you know, very popular and yep. it might hurt. It might hurt him politically. Yes, and leader Philippi, um, on, on top of that, you know, this whole notion of it's good value. We're going to need her. She's not working the month of February. The agreement starts in March. I would think if someone left, the most important crucial time. Would be now. I think tomorrow's her last day. It would be, you know, if they had a question on Friday or Monday or next week. But the the notion that somehow, I, I mean, you tell me, the most valuable time that someone might be uh, needed or in a transition would be the immediate aftermath, not a month after she essentially walks out the door. Yeah, completely, completely. It doesn't make sense. Who, who, is she not going to be available the whole month of February, and then? Be consultant, March, April, May. Um, yeah, it, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. And and I'll say this, Leader Philippi, it also, listen, he's the governor. Um, this can set dangerous precedent. You know the way that the state works where someone can request a desk audit if they feel they're not getting paid with someone else, similar job is getting paid. I don't understand for the life of me, how is Tom McCarthy who we've been told for the past year has been instrumental in getting everything in line. And I, I've heard nothing but good things about his performance. How is it that he's walking away? Basically, he resigned and is leaving. But Dr. Scott is suddenly going to be receiving 46000 a month for three months. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, maybe he actually wants to leave. And she didn't. You yes. Know, I understand what you're saying. Like Based on the story that they're telling on... Her exit, you know, are other people not now entitled to the same considerations? Um, well, I don't think it sets a legal precedent. You know, no, they set a, 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 a political precedent. Yes, and and listen, we saw that when the Providence teachers each got three thousand bonus for signing. Well, what happened? Suddenly, the state workers wanted a three thousand dollar bonus. So, I don't think. Can you ever recall? Someone recently leaving state government. And again, according to Governor McKee's own words, the moment she was resigning, 
was when they began negotiations for her exit package. Blake, Alita Filippi, are you familiar with anyone that has no agreement in place, and then when they're announcing they're leaving, then they start negotiating a, a, an exit package? No, definitely not. Right? I mean, I, I've, you ever heard, I've, I haven't heard of anything like that. If, if there's the people out there and Governor McKee, if they're trying to say that she was underpaid, that she deserved more, uh, you know, I, the Boston Globe, I, that article, well, there were two prison guards that made overtime, made more than that. Her boss was, General, was Governor Gina Raimondo. If, if there was a problem with the pay that she was receiving as the Rhode Island Department of Health at 12000 a month, I would argue that there was certainly ample time during the pandemic if Governor Mundo said, hey, listen, this is so, so much more challenging than we thought. This is above and beyond. We're going to raise her salary to, you know, whatever, 200, 175, 180. I, I'm not even sure anyone would have blinked at that time. But I, I just have a problem with afterwards now, Governor McKee trying to say, hey, she worked a lot of hours during the pandemic. Yeah, and you do that when someone you know gets up and leaves on you in the middle of a pandemic, yep. which we're in. Okay, we we want to pay them more now that they're walking out the door. I mean, maybe if maybe it was to keep her, right? Say, okay, we're going to pay you more. Don't yes. leave, right? She says, "I'm out, high and dry. Goodbye, Rhode Island." Okay, we're going to pay you a bunch of money that you know you really are owed because it was such hard work. Yes, it just it doesn't it just doesn't doesn't fly. No. And we've also seen, and again, folks, we're speaking with leader Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader. You know, we, we you're already, this precedent. You know, you saw that when President Dooley was going to leave URI, they, they give notice, right? Langevin's announced he's not running for re-election. The president of Rhode Island College has already given notice that he's going to step away in June. Uh, a two-week notice in the middle of a pandemic as emergency medical personnel is coming in to help out at Kent Hospital and Rhode Island Hospital. That this is the fact that they're trying to shine this as, oh, you know, smooth transition and run of the mill. And as the governor says, good people leave. Leader Filippi, I, I just I find that hard to believe. Listen, you give two weeks notice at a desk job. Yes. You know, that's standard. This is our director of the Department of Health. You give a lot more notice than that. And if you don't give a lot more notice than that, to be given a golden parachute on your way out the doors. You know, borders on absurd. Yes, it's just not. It's not believable. The only thing that is believable, given these facts, is that Governor McKee wanted her out. And yes, lost her out and bought her silence. Right, and that's that's what you buy when you give someone this amount of money. What they're really buying is is her silence. He didn't want her going out. And, you know, whatever disagreements they had and kind of exposing the dirty laundry. But leader Flippy, this also sets up that I think the public is entitled the month of March, the month of April and the month of June, excuse me, uh, March, April, May to learn what exactly did we get this month from the consulting work of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. I mean, you tell me, doesn't that sound fair? Yeah, I think we all, we have a right to know where that money's going. Yes. Why, why, what we're getting for it. Without a doubt. I hope, I hope some intrepid reporters are filing a lot of Apple requests for all communications during that time. Right. And what the heck's going on there? And it also, um, I want to be very clear, folks, right now at 1224, we're speaking with House Minority Leader Blake Filippi about this McKee, Dr. Scott payout. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. She may be running for Congress while we're still paying her as a consultant. But Leader Flippy, I want to be very clear to people. To me, this is far more about Governor McKee and his administration and how they operate far more to do than anything to do with Dr. Scott. I mean, Dr. Scott, you know, listen, she resigned and how Governor McKee handled it, that's on him. This is not, you know, the fact that they've said to her, you don't have to come in, uh, you know, just be available for a phone call. And then to take her salary of 12000 a month to 46000 a month. I also want to point out, by the way, the only reason she's getting any money paid for February is because apparently she has some COVID money that is owed to her to the tune of 5500 So her pay for the month of January will be $12,000. For the month of February, she gets 5500 for this COVID comp time. 
but then it jumps up to 46,000 for March, April, May. So you tell me, Lita Flippy, I believe this says a lot more about Governor McKee and his administration, how he tries to spin things. I think it, I almost want to say it's a, Dr. Scott, I don't want to say she's irrelevant. I'm just saying her gender, race, how hard she worked to me, those things are irrelevant in this particular discussion. Yeah, this is a dollar and cents question and using our taxpayer money for political purposes. And that's what they, that's what this is. Yep. It's using our money for political purposes and it's essentially buying Dr. Scott's silence for her being forced out. Leader Filippi, is, is there a way that there could be discussion of a hearing on this, a House hearing? Is this something that... Uh, if I, I'm not going to say, a, you know, it certainly wasn't a crime committed. I'd love to know who are the state attorneys that were negotiating on this behalf. But people are upset about this. People are buzzing about it. Um, you know, at first glance, is there is there anything that could be done? Maybe an oversight hearing on how this arrangement came to be? Yeah, definitely. I think there. I think it's definitely an oversight hearing on what went down is is definitely called for. You know, this is going to be up to the speaker or the Senate president with their respective oversight committees, whether they want to publicly figure out what, what happened. But if, you know, Governor McKee forced out our department of director of the Department of Health and then misrepresented to the public what happened. Right. I think that deserves an oversight hearing. Yes. I mean, if you if you're really forced, forced her out, you should just come out and say, listen, we wanted to go in a new direction. Um, and that's it. I'm the governor and it's my decision. And this is what I do. Right. Like, you know, take some responsibility for it, but it just seems like there's a lot of political ducking and weaving going on. Yeah, and and let's face it, when we you know we, we've kind of seen a trend. The numbers are already going down now. Um, if there, I, I'm going to go back to what I said. If there was ever going to be a time that she might be needed, that we would need to get her on the phone, or they would have a question, I I would think it would be the month of February. Not she's taking the month of February off, and starting in March she'll be available. I'm not sure just how much COVID is going to be relevant in April and May. Uh, something, you know, things tell me that it's not going to be a, a huge deal. We could be down to very low cases. We could be end up paying a, a thousand a day. And I also want to just mention to Lita Filippi, I think the larger issue here, though, is the precedent this could set with uh, a governor basically awarding, for lack of a better, but like a golden parachute buyout when, you know, someone is leaving and taxpayers have a right to be a suspect of something like this. For instance, you know, this isn't a great analogy, but leader Filippi, let's just say, uh, you know, as Mayor Fung was leaving the city of Cranston, if the new incoming mayor uh, Hopkins said, uh, Mayor Fung did such a fantastic job and we're going to still have to call on him from time to time to get his uh, expert opinion. So we're going to we're going to pay him one million dollars over the next year. I mean, who who's to say? I, I think when you open the door in this type of precedent, you 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 can't stop something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people would be there with pitchforks. I, I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know why they're not more upset. And I think they're they're not more upset because, you know, they're spinning this tail. Yes. I mean, I don't. We, where does this go from here on this Wednesday at almost 1230? Do you feel is the caucus um, are people talking about it? Is there you know, I, I think he's out on a limb on this. Um, I, I don't see the speaker was involved with this decision. I don't think Speaker uh, Senate President Ruggiero. This is this is a, a Governor McKee administration issue. I mean, it's really, it comes down to how far Speaker Sicarci or President Ruggiero want to dig into what happened. Yeah. And that's really the issue. Do they want to find out what really happened with our Department of Health? Or do they yep. want to, like, you know, pretend that this this BS story is what went down? It is. It's ridiculous. Um, because... Yeah, even, if, listen, even if it wasn't our director of the Department of Health, in the middle of a pandemic, right. the, notion, the notion that someone wanted to leave and then you give them a golden parachute yeah it doesn't make sense in government it no makes sense in private business right now add on add on top of it that it is our director of the department of health during a pandemic um the whole thing just smells yeah and and his talking point of he was trying to convince her to stay i mean come on that's as you said let's just say they announced you know listen she feels she's been underpaid we're going to bump up her money now to whatever, 20000 a month. How about this? We're going to double your pay to 25000 a month. Then she says, okay, under those conditions, then I will stay. But 
The, the, the moment someone says they're resigning, there is no negotiation. So now, Lena Filippi, what do you also make of? We had Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on last hour. And as you may know, and I won't keep you, but the Boston Globe revealed a story in December of a document that showed that Governor McKee was briefed that COVID was raising its ugly head again right around before Thanksgiving when he went out. of He was basically out of town or on vacation for 12 days. So according to Dan McGowan, that exploded. And I'm not putting words in his mouth. We had him on last hour. It exploded the relationship between Governor McKee, Tom McCarthy, Dr. Scott. And according to McGowan, the McKee people, they started going through people's emails in the administration to try to determine how people were communicating, how someone may have leaked that information to the Boston Globe. Um, do you know anything about this? Are you aware? I know that kind of under the radar, a member of Governor McKee's staff was let go. Uh, and I don't know if it was connected to this. There was really no explanation. But had you heard about that, that they were going through uh, people's emails and doing this huge internal investigation to try to determine who was leaking, who leaked that memo to the Boston Globe? No, I haven't. I haven't heard that about the emails. Okay. Obviously, I, I know about the leak of the documents. Right. Globe and, you know, I, doubt, I mean, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, sometimes you need to have some sunlight when there's things going on. Yes. Um, I don't know about this. Uh, searching emails. I, I don't know anything about that. If that were true, does that warrant something? I mean, is that something you'd be more interested in hearing about? Is that within the bounds of an investigation? I, here's my point. Should the public know if the McKee administration was orchestrating some kind of inter-office investigation? Whew. I mean, I want to know more facts about it. Okay. Right? I, I, I really do. Because you, on one hand, you can't have people who work for you leaking documents to the press understood um yeah and, and you have a right to find out what happened um i mean that doesn't take away from the fact that you know the governor made a mistake in you know saying everything was kosher yep um that doesn't you know make what you know his decision any better but i i think you do have a right to know if like people who you trust are leaking documents to understood the i agree with that um, How do you I, go about that investigation? I mean, you got to do it lawfully. Yes. I mean, yeah. You know, they have a right to access the computer systems. I mean, there's a lot of computer crimes out there. Yeah. Um, that people need to be careful with when they start searching other people's computers. And if the state police were involved, uh, I think that's a fair question, right? Like, who who were they using? Um, if we play this through, who who was leading the investigation? Was it just, you know, called into a conference room? It certainly seems that this really shattered the relationship because then Dr. Scott and Tom McCarthy quickly resigned the next month. So uh, as much as Governor McKee and just for those that are tuning in may not be familiar, Governor McKee was saying that around Thanksgiving, the state was ramping down COVID efforts and then a document was floated to the Boston Globe that showed he was shown an internal email that the numbers were actually going up. So that contradicted his claims that everything was in a ramp down mode. Isn't that your understanding, Leader Filippi? Yeah. 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 And if that was the case, we should have been ramping up our field hospital operations right. and testing operations, not ramping down. Yes. The governor in December, you know, telling everyone they've got to mask up and businesses have to check vaccine status. Now, maybe they could have preempted it. Yes. So, well, Lita Filippi, again, I want people to be very clear about this before we let them go. I, I believe we are entitled to an explanation. This is unprecedented. I mean, I don't, I've been covering this for a long time. I've never heard of someone resigns and then they start paying them 46000 a month over a three-month period, supposedly as a consultant. Um I don't buy it. I think it's what we have said is he wanted her to resign. She would not resign. And then this is what it was going to take to buy her silence and get her to resign. Now, again, I've also heard she wanted two years. They feel they negotiated negotiated it down to, to one year. I don't know what that is. But the current explanation that Governor Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is putting forth, it, it just... It, it makes no sense. And also, as you say, in the middle of a pandemic, as the Washington Post illustrated the collapse of Kent Hospital, as the Boston Globe has illustrated the collapse of Rhode Island Hospital, as Rhode Island's the only New England state that the Biden administration had to send in 
disaster medical emergency relief. It just seems hard to fathom that Dr. Scott would say, listen, I'm leaving in two weeks and don't bother calling me because I'm going to be on vacation if you have a question. I mean, that just I, I it just it, it totally does not seem to represent who she is or. You know, I don't know how you describe it, the moral oath and the moral code that they, the medical code and oath that they take. Yeah, and then think about this. If you breach that moral and ethical code, the state's response isn't get the hell out of here. Don't ever, you know. Right. That's what it, that's what it should be. It should be you're done. Get out. Yes. If you're going to play that game. Yeah. Instead, what's the response? Here's 40 something thousand dollars a month. A month. One, one more thing, and again, I've been trying to rationalize this. I could see if somehow, I'll even go this, play this out. She gets 12000 a month. That's what the position pays. If Ramundo wanted to raise it, they should could have raised it. If McKee wanted to raise their pay, they could have done it while she was still head of the Department of Health. But even if they said, listen, we're still going to need you. You're getting twelve. Tell you what, you don't have to come in the office. If we call you with a question, we'll pay you Six thousand a month. You don't have to come in. It's half of what you get. Blah blah blah. I could almost, almost rationalize that. But let's face it. This is one of those situations. The reason why he's troubling, you know, stumbling and having a problem with it is because that's not what happened. They he wanted her out. This is an attempt to buy her silence, and she's being bought out. I'll give you the final word. I don't have anything more to add. You just summed it up. Yep. Folks, he is House Minority Leader Blake Filippi. Leader Filippi, I also want to mention to everyone, it was such a breath of fresh air to see you uh, last Tuesday night. Uh, the Republican response to the state of the state was well articulated. Uh, it was well delivered. It was very well received. The people of Rhode Island are indebted to you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Good day, my friend. All right, folks, there it is. House Minority Leader Blake Filippi right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, folks, uh, I want to say good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it is 1238. I apologize. We had some minor technical difficulties with the radio program, but the Facebook is uh, is not a problem in any way. And I have extended an invitation to uh, Nicole Renzulli. She is the Cranston Republican council person. You know, I was checking her Twitter feed. She describes herself as a progressive Republican. Now, I've never heard that term before, but some of her comments on Twitter, I did post them on Facebook. Um, you know, I, as I've said, I don't want to beat up Nicole. And I, I think many times, sometimes people mean well. But, you know, something that social media allows people is to comment in real time. And many times when they're doing that, they don't fully have the story. And I'm going to tell you some of her comments because it, um, I, I think it's confusing to people. It, it doesn't make sense. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. A great meal is waiting for you. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. I did a review of Coesed Inn. They have the fireplace for the, it gives off a nice aura of, um, you feel like you're at a ski lodge inside. Delicious food. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. And also, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's brought to you by Kogi. Now, listen, we got a big snowstorm coming. You want to make sure your heating system is working effectively. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Kogi, R.E. Coogan Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Right now, on this Wednesday, if you're having a problem with your heating system, don't call them on Saturday in the middle of what could be a very dangerous storm. Or heavy snowstorm. Call them today. 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service. It's Kogi. It's helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. R.E. Coogan Heating. So, folks, again, visit the website. I will have her comments posted on the website. I want to, um, I, I don't want to beat her up. I was inviting her on to try to, and we still may talk to her. I was trying to. Give her a chance. I, I, I like to try to uh, give someone the benefit of the doubt. Um, anyone that followed when Allie's Donuts announced that they were no longer going to give a discount to police and military. I, I Anyone that saw that, I went down there and the guy, Matt, uh, 
I was trying to explain to him that he didn't have the full story of what happened with the Providence firefighter, and he shouldn't do a knee-jerk reaction. Sometimes people, they, they don't listen. And I, I, I want to be very clear. So uh, Councilwoman uh, Nicole Renzulli, uh, I'm going to read her comments in just a moment, but they'll be posted on the website, petro.com folks, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience. There's a link on the website to Pat Elston. Call her, 401 So Nicole Renzulli, who we may talk to next hour, she put out a tweet. I'm going to say this all caps really loud for the people in the back hating on Department of Health Director Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott right now for her consulting salary after her departure. First, let's get something straight. She doesn't need the state of our ride right now. We need her. Well, she's the one that resigned. She's the one that gave two-week notice. On top of that, I don't think, if I want to give benefit of the doubt, which I do, to Councilwoman Nicole Renzulli, I don't think she realizes that Dr. Scott's not working the month of February. She's taking it off. So I also wouldn't call criticism of a department head who's high profile and leaving as hating on her. This consulting salary, um, we haven't seen this before. It's, uh, I think Leader Flippy summed it up, but she doesn't need, we need her. Well, you know, that's, that's an argument. Maybe we do need her. And Governor McKee says he went to her gutter to, to stay. She refused to stay. Well, let's also look at this. Ken Hospital, disaster, that embarrassing Washington Post story. Rhode Island's third world healthcare there. Rhode Island Hospital. The Rhode Island healthcare system right now, and even uh, up in Woodsocket, the, the, they had to send in disaster medical emergency. So I'm not sure about the we need her when you have some very competent people at the Department of Health. She also put second as one of the longest standing DOH directors in the whole country. She was making less than other the department heads and other medical directors on the state's payroll and less than her regional counterparts. She doesn't even crack the top 100 salaries for state employees. Now, that would be an argument for if Dr. Scott was staying and you wanted to bump up her pay, right? That would be that argument. So if you want to argue that she was underpaid, that was the job. She agreed to it. She agreed to keep doing it. And now she's leaving. If you want to make an argument about what her pay is, that is normally coinciding with someone who would be staying, not as they're going out the door. And by the way, I was underpaid. And then this tweet, when you're paid closer to your worth, especially as a all caps woman, you get raked over the coals and your value is questioned. Get the blank out of here with the consulting gig that is a favor to the state because she could have just ran. She's still the third highest paid doctor. Stop being haters and figure out how to be helpers. So let me let me just, you know, let's uh, let's tackle that. So now she's trying to say it's because she's a woman. Well, again, I want to go back to during the pandemic. Who would be on, and folks, good afternoon at 1244. Who, I hope we can talk to her next hour. Who would be on the stage during the course of the pandemic? Predominantly, Governor Raimondo, female. That's her boss, Dr. Scott. Um, Margie O'Brien, Capital TV. Uh, the Education Commissioner, woman. So this business of, so she's a woman and people are questioning it. And she wasn't paid enough. Uh, that would be a question for Governor Amundo. That would be a question of maybe when Governor McKee came in, hey, Dr. Scott, you know, let's talk about your salary. This is the first, you, you can't claim that because a woman and close to her worth, it doesn't matter what other people were paying. That was an argument in a debate that should have been handled between herself and Governor Amundo during the course of, of her, you know, time during the pandemic. So this business of she could have ran, well, she gave two weeks notice and she's taking the month of February off. And this business of the consulting gig is a favor to the state. So she's doing us a favor by being paid 46000 a month. 
and she's doing us the favor. That that doesn't wash. It it just doesn't. That that makes no sense at all. So now again, I'm going to say that I just don't think Councilwoman Renzulli is aware of a lot of these facts um, because you know just some of the things that she's writing don't square with with what reality is. Um, it, it, it just doesn't, this business that somehow, now people are saying, I think she was underpaid. The issue is why would we grossly inflate her salary to keep her after she quit? Well, we, we wouldn't. Um, this business of doctor salaries, what was her annual salary? It was her decision to resign. What planet is it acceptable that then she says, I'll be a consultant for three months, and now I want 46000 a month? That just doesn't, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't think Councilwoman Renzulli, in fairness, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to beat her up, but I don't believe uh, Cranston City Councilwoman, progressive Republican. Um, I, I just, I find it hard to believe if she is even aware that Dr. Scott's taking the month of February off. Um, I, 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 I would find, I don't know that. I, I doubt it actually. Um, if she would even know that she's taking the month of February off because otherwise, of course it doesn't make any sense. It's what we've kind of laid out. And, uh, he is as, as leader Philippi is saying, he is buying the, what governor McKee did was it's an attempt to buy her silence. It's really, that's what it is. That's why you give someone that type of payout because you'll get the money, but you also agree you're not going to badmouth the governor, blah, blah, blah. So somehow this business of, um, and again, she also put herself into this, this uh, councilwoman, Nicola and Renzulli, who then lists all these different examples of people making big amount of money, whether it be um, people on the state payroll. And it, it's not a matter of that. We can't have um, Governor McKee just can't make uh, arrangements like this. There's nothing believable in the story that she decided to quit in the middle of the pandemic. Had no plans and then negotiated forty six thousand a month deal. She and the governor should tell the truth. She wanted out, and she negotiated a a deal. But it's insulting to somehow say, you know, people are hating on her, and she's a woman, and she's doing us the favor. That's that that just doesn't apply here. Um. So I I don't. I don't agree with any of of that. I don't agree with any of that. This business of as a woman, you get raked over the coals. That well, that's not the case. Her boss was a woman. Her boss was Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. And as far as she's doing a favor to the state by being paid forty six thousand a month, that that also doesn't stand to reason. Um. We'll see whether or not if we should can get her on this story about Governor McKee. The problem is it, it's about to turn into it's about I, I believe at 1249, this is going to start to turn into um, his talking points are going to keep evolving. And we saw this with the three thousand dollar bonus. Um, the three thousand dollar bonus for. The state workers, where initially, oh, this is new. Justice Stephen Breyer is expected to retire at the end of the Supreme Court term, so they want to give uh, Biden uh, someone to appoint. But it, it it just it doesn't wash. If you remember, with this um, the business of with when Governor McKee was going to give the three thousand dollar bonus, what happened with that was his his answer kept kept moving. And Governor McKee also has a new scandal. Now, this week, we've had on guests for National School Choice Week. And now, Governor McKee, they said, hey, Rhode Island, he issued National School Choice Week in Rhode Island. So, why is Governor McKee suddenly saying it was sent out an error with an electronic signature? 
he didn't get the appropriate approval process. You know why? Because the unions are going after him. You know, this is someone right now. Um, th- this is just this him proclaiming at National School Choice Week and then the mu- the unions trying to make him walk it back. And then he did walk it back. Um, it, it is just it didn't go through the proper process. That's the unions telling him, why are you telling parents that this um, why are you telling parents that, oh, uh, I don't support school choice? It, it, it's just r- ridiculous. Um, it is. And the fact that's what it is. He he was a supporter, as you know, the mayoral academies in northern Rhode Island. And that was, you know, he was accredited with that as far as these mayoral academies and charter schools. So now, all of a sudden, um, as he's then just being consistent about this, he also is now backing off on that. Oh, it wasn't a real proclamation. It somehow got through. I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't understand. I, I, I do understand, actually, folks, at 1252. And again, um, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show. I, I um, at this point, I, I just think Governor McKee and Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe was actually pretty polite about it. But he's he's almost taking himself out. This forty six thousand a month for Dr. Scott. This is not about Dr. Scott. It's really not. This is far more about Governor McKee. His transparency, they come up with some very weak talking points. He tries to stick with the talking points. No one believes the talking points. And then he's just chasing his tail. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, leading full-service provider, of propane. Folks, give them a call. Now, again, we have the big storm coming. Propane Plus, they're there for you 24-7. They'll service you for a long time. Online billing, schedule a service delivery. Customers receive a free safety inspection. You can depend on Propane Plus and online at propaneplus.com. Always there for you at Propane Plus. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. And then also this Sunday, it's going to be the place to be. We have the NFC championship between the Rams and the 49ers. And then you're going to have the AFC championship between the Bengals and the Bills. Catch all the action. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. So the big national news you're going to hear coming up at 1 o'clock is the fact Justice Brewer now apparently is going to step down. So that will uh, set off, you know, um, scurrying for that. A lot of people are watching this uh, weather forecast. Governor McKee's office says School Choice Week proclamation proclamation was issued in error. I mean, this is another bad week for the governor. But I'll say this about Governor McKee. He is, um, he's not, he's not going to shake the Dr. Scott deal. This arrangement he has with Dr. Scott, this has nothing to do with the fact of race or gender. This is lack of transparency with the McKee administration. Um, Biden gets his first Supreme Court pick. So that's big with Justice uh, Brewer is going to retire at the end. But this is this is a uh, another I'm not saying it was an easy conversation. He wanted her out. She wasn't going to leave readily, meaning uh, Dr. Scott with Governor McKee. Uh, And I'm also telling you, there was a lot behind the scenes with that leaked memo of um, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will retire, says NBC News. So that's big. But um, but that's what it really comes down to. How about this? A military medical team's had significant emotional lift to Stafford Rhode Island Hospital. Folks, you could absolutely make the argument that Dr. Scott, that he, he, he could have fired her because of the condition that she put the state in. Um, I, I don't understand this business that um, where he, he wanted it 
He wanted his cake and wanted to eat it too. He wanted to buy her silence. That's really what they're doing. They have an agreement that she will not badmouth him. Uh, but he can't even defend this $138,000. That's what she's going to get over three months. She shouldn't get it. She's basically getting a year's salary in three months. That was not the deal. <clears throat> that sets a dangerous precedent for others that will leave. Why isn't Tom McCarthy getting anything? So the doctor asked me, told me she was ready to leave. She wanted an exiting agreement. Hey, you're the one resigning. You're the one giving two weeks notice. There's no value here. In Governor McKee's own words, I think there's value there. Well, that's going to be demonstrated during the course of March, April, and May when people are going to see how little work she did, how many little times that they contacted her. Um, he, he doesn't even recognize. He's, he's paying Peter to, he's borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. I mean, that's what's going on. He's saying things now that are going to come back and bite him later. This is the ultimate, you know, pay me now or pay me later. Uh, Blake Philippia, why does the consultant going forward if she's taking the money of month of February off? This is a buyout of her contract. Let's just say that's what it is. Her and Tom McCarthy both announced their resignations in the past two weeks. Well, how come he's not getting anything? How come he's not going to stay as a consultant? You know why? She's not going to be a consultant. Her deal with the state, she doesn't even have to go into the office. She's not going to have any state equipment. She's supposedly available by phone. Now, if she wants to run for Congress, I hope she does run for Congress. Um, I've been critical of Dr. Scott. I think she would find people critical of Dr. Scott. And how is she going to run for Congress when she agreed to that? Langevin had not announced that he was leaving. How can she be a consultant to the state for the Department of Health when she's also at the same time running for Congress? It, I, I'm not sure how, how she can do that. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, check out the website. It's brought by Sole Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Call them today for a quote, 401-712-2700. And they have it all, microthermal fogging, uh, electrostat spraying, wipe down service, surface pathogen testing, SOLE, Sole Source Restoration, 401 712 2700-401-712-2700 for Soul Source Restoration. And if you're interested in learning more about Soul Source Restoration, there is a link on the website, dePetro.com. Well, folks, it's 1259 on this Wednesday. Now, again, you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Again, the big news is Justice Breyer is stepping down. The situation in the Ukraine and Russia is very, very serious. Uh, we'll get an update on that. And then next hour, more on this fallout. This is a scandal with Dr. Scott. Uh, there's a lot to this. It doesn't make any sense. The governor doesn't even seem believable with his explanation and talking points. We'll talk more about that. We also still have more sound. I'll talk about Pelosi announcing that she's still going to run for another term. I'll explain that and a lot more. And also, there's a new Republican running for governor of Massachusetts. We will touch on that as well. Another full hour to go after the 1 o'clock news. Keep it tuned right here on the John DePietro Show.